asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I'm Matt. And today we're discussing front-loading the sacrifice with Money Pro, Doc G. Yeah, Joel, that's right. We've got Doc G on. He is involved in the financial independence community. He's a uh, co-host of a podcast as well. So I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say about FI, yeah, financial it, independence. And if people are wondering why he's called Doc G, well, there are a lot of people that blog and do podcasts in, in that community that have day jobs, and they don't really want to let everyone know that they're a part of the FIRE community, which is financial independent, retire early. And so Doc G, it goes kind of under that anonymous name so that his employer doesn't find <laughs> out that that's who he is. Yeah. You know, the first time I realized that when I came across a bunch of those folks, I thought it was the weirdest thing ever because there's, they'd post pictures of themselves and put like a sticker over their face, that sort of thing as well. Like no social media at all. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, it does make sense. You don't want to jeopardize your job. And when it comes to how much money you have, you don't necessarily want all that information out there because a lot of those folks lay it all out there. Like they lay it bare and you can look at their budgets, how much they're spending, how much they're earning. And there's a lot of privacy that you're giving up when you're doing that. So I can get behind that now. But initially, it totally threw me. But uh, what you got for us today? Yeah, so I'm excited about this episode. I feel like there's a lot of takeaway for folks as they kind of start to think about saving and investing. But before we get to that, Matt, I wanted to mention uh, two different frugal versus cheaps. Yeah! <laughs> Let's get back to that for a minute. We haven't done a frugal versus cheap. Yeah, I saw that note on there. I was hoping you'd have one. Yeah, so MLS soccer is back and I'm super excited. I know you are too. We root for our local team in Atlanta, Atlanta United. And I have uh, two frugal versus cheaps I wanted to share. <laughs> one was, uh, is it frugal or cheap? that I, a couple of years ago, right when Atlanta United first launched, <laughs> I bought a, ch a jersey from China. Yeah, I know you're going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it was much, much cheaper than buying one from like Adidas or the team store or something like that. Yeah. So I, I ended up getting a jersey, I think for like 20 bucks shipped to my door. That is cheap. Oh, that is inexpensive. That is that inexpensive. Is, yeah, that is very affordable. But then <laughs> when I, I put it on, all my friends noticed instantaneously that it wasn't the real thing <laughs> because it was this completely different shade of red and like the emblem and stuff like that started to fade super quickly, just mm -hmm. wear completely off the jersey. And I just stopped wearing it because honestly, it just looked ratchet. So is that frugal or cheap? I mean, from the get go, I, I noticed as well. And you can always spot the folks who had on the Chinese jerseys because they were a brighter red. And I remember Pat specifically, our buddy Pat, he would, he would point them out. He'd be like, Chinese jersey, Chinese jersey, because he hated them. 
so the fact that you had to get another one or you didn't have to, but you chose to get a new one. Yeah, you know? I, I asked for one for my birthday because yeah, I there you go. completely fell on my face when it came, <laughs> came to buying that one. So I'll admit that's a frugal fail. That was, yeah, yeah. That, that was me cheaping out. You being cheap. And I lost out on that one. So uh, I, I tried to go for the knockoff. It didn't work. It ended up just kind of sitting in the back of my drawer because I felt too ashamed to wear it, man. I got to be honest. You can wear it cutting the grass or something though, right? That's a good point. I can totally use it for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got one more for you. So frugal or cheap. I double header. I took my my oldest daughter to a game the other night. It was super fun. It was we just had the best time. Just her and I uh, hitting up a soccer game. And if it's a late night game and you park at one of the meters, that's like a third of a mile away. You don't have to pay to park, and so it's pretty sweet. Because when you get close into the stadium, people are you know lots of times we're we're riding bikes, and I probably oh, yeah. should have ridden bikes that night, but I didn't, and we drove, and so I parked at one of the meters and and didn't pay. But but then we had like this really long walk ahead of us to the uh. stadium. So is that frugal or cheap that I'm that I'm parking further away, at getting free parking, but taking that long walk to the stadium? I think okay. Well, first of all, I think you should have ridden your bike. I should have. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would. That's what I'd say first. But yeah, I think that's fairly frugal. I think you know what you're teaching your daughter is that just because you can park closer, like we're not necessarily going to do that. And as long as you're not walking through maybe a sketchy part of town or you know like a dodgy area. Personally, I would do that. I think that's totally frugal. And there might be some times when you might want to splurge and maybe pay for parking. But with a bike, you get to pull up and you get free bike valet parking. So that's the best, man. You're right across from the stadium. That is the best. Yeah, I know. So. And I try to do that as often as possible. That is a blast. And here's the, here's the other thing, though, when you park further away that I actually like. So when you park really close and you're trying to leave the stadium, you're in this nasty traffic jam because everyone close in is trying to go in the same direction at the same time and get out of these parking lots. There's one way out. And so those parking lots are jam-packed and it's tough to get out and it takes forever. So parking further away, I'm walking faster yeah. than the traffic's going. <laughs> so I you actually break free. Yeah. So I actually think like not only am I saving money, getting a nice little fun walk in with my daughter, but then at the same time, I'm out of there much quicker because I'm not like sitting in that parking lot traffic. Plus, they're small enough now where we can throw them up on our shoulders and we can kind of pick up the pace a little bit if we need to. So yeah, no doubt. All right, Joel, let's talk about the beer that we're going to have on this episode. We have a bunch of beers from Spindle Tap Brewery. The, uh, the brewery reached out to us directly. And yeah, it's been a minute since we've had an actual brewery send us some beer. So I'm excited to have a few of theirs on the show. Yeah, this man, Leo, who works for Spindle Tap, he uh, listens to the show and That's just awesome. super, super cool. He reached out via Twitter and said, man, I love the show. I work for Spindle Tap and offered to send us not only beer, man, he sent us some really cool t-shirts too. So so, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so mad props I've to Leo. I've already worn it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm loving mine. Have you? Yeah. So that was super kind. And and Spindle Tap, I got to say, I went to their website after Leo reached out and I just scrolled through their list of beers and they make just IPA after IPA after IPA. And they all, like my mouth was watering. They just all <laughs> sound delicious. So I'm really excited to try this one tonight. Yeah. So this is Aggressive Additions IPA. Joel, you're going for it already. Initial thoughts. Quickly, I'll say this one's right up my alley and Spindle Tap just through like two sips worked its way directly into my heart. So I'm looking forward to you know sharing more of our thoughts about this beer at the end of the episode. Mm, oh my, <laughs> this one is good, man. I'm looking forward to not only talking about it, but drinking it on this episode. All right, Matt, on to the topic at hand. We're talking about front loading the sacrifice. And like we said, we brought Money Pro Doc G on to kind of give us five minutes of distilled wisdom. This is a topic that is near and dear to his heart. And it is so important to him because he realizes that most people don't understand that just a little more effort up front can mean a much smoother ride in the future. We're going to talk about saving and investing, but just other ways of front loading your sacrifice can have compounding massive effects for you on the back end. It's such an important topic to essentially help people understand that today is the day you need to get started. Not next week, not next month, but like today, because once you start moving in a direction, the dominoes just kind of begin to fall for you and, and it all gets a little bit easier over time. So, and I think Doc does a really good job in this five minute segment of presenting that well. Yeah, Joel, and something worth mentioning as well is that Doc G's advice, it comes from the standpoint of someone who is financially independent. He himself is financially independent. He's partially retired, which I love. And we can talk more about that later, how he's sort of testing out the waters of retirement. But financial independence, we've talked about this before, but quickly, it's essentially when you have enough assets or money invested that you no longer have to work to earn money because your money itself is earning that money. And also, there's just different degrees of financial independence as far as folks that are willing to give up different amounts of things, different sacrifice that they're willing to, to make in order to achieve that sooner versus later. But for all of them, like that's their goal. Their goal is to basically break free of the chains of, of having to, to work 
in order to pay their, their monthly bills. And so it's worth mentioning that because I think to a lot of folks, his approach might sound a bit extreme. But at the same time, the advice that he is giving is widely applicable, regardless of how soon you actually want to retire. All right, Matt. So without further ado, let's get into Doc G's Money Pro segment. Just a quick reminder, every time we bring a Money Pro on the show, they send us five minutes of distilled wisdom about this particular topic. So so here are Doc G's finest thoughts on the topic of the day, front-loading the sacrifice. Hey, guys. Thanks for inviting me on to speak about one of my favorite topics, front-loading the sacrifice. Getting to financial independence requires hard work, planning, and missed opportunities. This is part of the process. While some have found a way to climb the mountain while also enjoying the beauty of the local terrain, the great majority of us have an end in mind. We tend to track that end with laser-like focus. Whether it be early retirement or a particular net worth, we are willing to put in the extra hours, lose sleep, or work weekends to make it happen down the road. We all, in one way or another, pass the marshmallow test. Thus, especially if you're a young person, I have one key piece of advice. Front load the sacrifice. The concept, it's straightforward. The harder you work as a young person, the less you will have to as you get older. Want to retire at 40? How about 35? There's no way to achieve such mighty aspirations unless you pay your dues. So do yourself a favor, pay those dues early. The worst mistake you can make is a failure to launch. Think about it. What requires the most energy during a typical transatlantic flight? You'd be correct if you guessed takeoff. Once the plane is up in the air and on its trajectory, fuel needs decrease drastically. If you can just make it past the original hump, you can expect smooth flying for the duration. Your financial timeline is no different. The fuel you create and burn early in your journey will often propel you even faster the rest of the way. This is particularly important in your early 20s. Leaving college, you may face a mountain of debt. Whether you demolish that mountain or build it up even higher will have profound consequences on your financial well-being. Although they may seem self-evident, let's look at a few reasons front-loading the sacrifice is so important. You all know about the magic of compounding. If not, for God's sake, Google it. The idea is simple. Start with a little money, invest, watch the trickle of returns turn into an avalanche, and then retire. It goes without saying the earlier you start compounding, the faster your net worth will grow. As a resident physician, I moonlighted at my local hospital. The extra profits originally went into a down payment on a house and then later into investments. Can you imagine what that $10,000 I made in residency is worth? If not, find yourself a compound calculator. It's not just the compounding gains, but also the compounding losses. That's right, credit costs money. So if you have a huge educational or car loans, you're sapping your jet fuel every month. You're paying interest. That interest will erode your wealth and hamper your path to financial freedom. My wife, for example, had $15,000 of educational debt when she finished college. We both put in extra hours at work in those early years to pay it off fairly quickly. By becoming free of debt, we were able to maximize retirement savings and start a taxable brokerage account before becoming parents. It's also easy to forget that experience compounds. These skills you learn and the education you receive when you are young can serve as you mature in your professional career. You know what other advantage that most have upon leaving college? No children. You don't have children or possibly a mortgage or other responsibilities that weigh you down. You are free to aggressively pursue a career, business opportunity, or side hustle. As you get older, have children, and settle into suburbia, your time becomes parsed between unyielding mistresses screaming for your attention. The young also have an abundance of something else that we old-timers are sadly lacking. Energy. As a young physician, I could work 36 hours in a row without getting a wink of sleep. Now it takes me weeks to recover from such activities. In summary, the money you make as a young person will be the jet fuel for your transatlantic flight. It will propel you through the stratosphere and prepare the way for coasting at a comfortable altitude. The young have large reserves of energy, few responsibilities, and the ever-important time horizon to take advantage of the magic of compounding. Front load the sacrifice. You won't regret it. And one last note. Don't fall victim to the you-only-live-once syndrome. YOLO is a no-no. YOLO is a no-no because you don't only live once. I would argue that in the typical 80-some years of existence, people experience many new beginnings. There are new days and new decades, new careers and new relationships. Change is so constant that we are continuously beginning or ending a new stage of life. When you make economic decisions based on the idea that once the moment is past, it will never come back again, you spend based on fear and short-lived hedonism. In actuality, especially when you're young, every new stage in life will feel like a fresh start. 
Although wisdom accrues, new beginnings abound. You know what happens when people spend like you only live once when they are young? They end up facing the multitude of new life stages, poor and unprepared to fully enjoy what life has to offer down the road. Think of all the joys a new parent or a newly retired person can experience when they have enough economic fuel to propel them in their journey. Don't erase the wondrous effect of compounding. There you have it. Front load the sacrifice and you don't only live once. Words to live by. That almost sounds like reincarnation a little bit, Matt, right? Is that, is, is that what Doc G's going for? Yeah, that was awesome stuff from Doc G. And I'm looking forward to unpacking that with you, man, right after this break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Spring cleaning is kind of a, an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it, minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember, because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs. And it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right, Matt, we're back. And yeah, that was some really good stuff from, from Doc. And really, a lot of what Doc is saying is that if you want to achieve what's called financial independence that you kind of defined a little bit earlier, and we talked about in a much earlier episode, is financial independence a good goal to have? Well, it's going to require a lot of hard work, planning, and missing out on some opportunities that you're probably interested in. 
Yeah, man. You know, honestly, for me, missing out on those opportunities, whether they be experiences like events or even sometimes like stuff, that to me is the hardest because I can work hard. And I think a lot of folks feel that they're not afraid of hard work. You can even plan some, but behaving and not overspending after you've done that hard work, for me, that honestly, I find that to be the toughest challenge when it comes to my personal finances. You work hard and, and you feel that you've earned the stuff that you're going to purchase. Like it's a little reward. We've talked about that recently. You hear the motto, work hard, play hard. But like, that's the problem. A lot of times that's when your finances can totally get out of whack and you're not really getting ahead, even though you're working really hard and you're earning an incredible wage because you're spending all of your money. Yeah. You have that kind of treat yourself mentality where you utterly deserve the, the things that you're buying. You, you deserve a bigger house. You deserve a new car. Sure, because you worked really hard. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and so I, I completely understand that mentality, but that's the mentality we have to get away from. Yeah. And, and so you and I, Matt, though, on the show, we have talked about many, many times throughout all of the episodes we've created that we are into living a rich life now on less money. And so I do need to stress that utter deprivation is not what we're all about. But ultimately, there is a strong need to hone in and focus on the things that actually matter if financial independence is something that you want to achieve. And so ultimately, people that are able to achieve a certain amount of financial independence in their lives or that ultimate goal of real financial independence, they're able to stay focused uh, along the way. So the goal might truly be retiring early and Doc mentioned some lofty numbers of retiring at like 35 or 40. And I got to be honest, for almost everybody listening, I know that's a really, really hard number to hear even. that's uh, That seems impossible. But for, uh, but for some people listening who are... We got an email, Matt, uh, the other day from a 14-year-old. And for him, that's yeah, totally that possible. Awesome. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that is totally possible. For most people, that's going to be really, really hard to do. And especially because we have a lot of listeners who are in their 30s and 40s and 50s. And so for those people, that opportunity has passed. But at the same time, there's the ability to right now, whatever age you are, wherever you're at in life, to start front loading the sacrifice now. So it's not about going back and doing it over because obviously that's impossible. What it is about is creating a focus to change the trajectory of your future now. Yeah, man. Keeping that that laser-like focus, like he mentioned, is so key. And can you mention the marshmallow test? Have you heard that? I have. Yeah. yeah I, I, I read up on the marshmallow <laughs> test just based on what he said. So I thought that was I thought it was fascinating. Do you want to explain it? Yeah, it's it's kind of a classic. If you haven't heard about it, it's the uh, Stanford experiment on delayed gratification, basically. And Stanford did the best like psychological <laughs> experiments on people. Prison was it the Stanford prison experiment? They do all these sort of messed up studies that, yes. that like that's borderline unethical, maybe. <laughs> Completely, exactly. Because <laughs> this one may be borderline unethical, but they had kids sitting in a room uh, and they were told that here's a marshmallow. We're going to leave. If you don't eat the marshmallow, when I come back, you get two marshmallows. And so, yeah, it was a test of delayed gratification. And what they found were that the children who were able to say no and through discipline were able to control themselves, ultimately, in the long term, were able to achieve more in life. And so Doc G is essentially saying that in the same way, like this is the experiment that we're exposed to every day when it comes to our purchases and expenses. If we can say no to the things right now of consumption... At some point down the road, when you're financially independent, hopefully, you're going to have a lot more choices and you're going to have a lot more options presented to you. Yeah. And Matt, we did an episode back in the day about peace out money. And that is kind of like one of those stepping stones on the way to financial independence. And so we said that even though financial independence is this incredibly lofty goal, and it takes quite a while to achieve, right? You're not going to be there probably in three years. It's going to take decades to, to hit that goal of financial independence. But even along the way, you're going to hit these stepping stones and something like peace out money, which gives you kind of enough of a cushion in order to say, you know what, I want to move on to another job. Or I even want to take a job that that pays less money because it's something I'm more interested in doing. And I think I'm going to be able to stick to it for a longer period. So I just want to stress too that it's not necessarily all about achieving this ultimate end goal that, that might be decades down the road. But there are these steps in between that you're going to hit that are going to provide you no matter where you're at. Maybe it's just building up that emergency fund and having laser-like focus and you got to front load the sacrifice right now in order to get there or you're ready to get to that peace out money place so that you can look for another job. Either way, it's going to take passing that marshmallow test and, and not eating the marshmallow that's put in front of you and putting that marshmallow in like a low-cost index fund through Vanguard or something like that, right? So, <laughs> Invest that marshmallow, son. <laughs> exactly. So it can multiply into more and more marshmallows. But yeah, I, I feel like that is a good way for us to see it is, is that it is easy to just kind of eat the marshmallow. It's easy to satisfy our sweet tooth and it's easy to buy something based on a perceived need. And it just takes more work to maintain that focus that's required in order to kind of achieve that ultimate goal. 
Joel, and something else is I wanted to mention how delayed gratification isn't something that you're just born with. Like some people might have that sort of natural disposition. It's kind of ingrained in them. That's also something that you can cultivate. It's like a muscle that you can flex. Yeah, dude, it really is. Build it it up. Through decisions and through discipline and just practicing it. And the studies prove that as well. There's been lots of other marshmallow experiments since the original Stanford one and where they did different experiments leading up to the final test of, you know, what will you do with the marshmallow? And it involved lots of different things, but like rewarding the kids when they did perform what they're supposed to do versus some of the kids who weren't rewarded, you know, when they said they were. So basically like the promise, like was that promise fulfilled? It's just crazy interesting to see how that impacts how we view things. Yeah. If we get a a quick positive response, Matt, to the the change that we make, I feel like that actually enhances our ability to kind of continue on. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And so for a lot of people, that long-term thought of investing, most of us just can't think in that 20 or 30 or 40 year sort of time period. And it just doesn't seem like we're ever going to get. So why would we prioritize it? Right? It's like, well, why am I prioritizing my 60-year-old self over my 30-year-old self? And that positive feedback just isn't going to happen immediately. It takes a while to feel like you've built up some breathing room and to feel like you're actually on your way to meeting your goal. So it's not like you open up a Roth IRA or start investing in your 401k. And then three weeks later, you get that positive, whoa, I'm doing it. It takes quite a while. And so... Well, that's why it's so hard, right? Like that's why investing is so hard and why I think a lot of times people get burned because they invest and they hear that they're supposed to invest for the long term. But then the market dips a little bit. What is the instant feedback that they're receiving? It's that... I'm losing money. <laughs> and because of that, they, they don't want to invest and they freak out, pull their money out, or they stop investing altogether. Yeah, I think that is why it's so hard and why it's so important to keep that long-term goal in mind on the horizon and have that be the focus regardless of what's happening right now. And I think that's why Doc G made reference to an airplane, right? And that, that failure to launch. It is the hardest part. It is the most energy-consuming part of an airline flight. It's just that takeoff. And, and imagine, right? You have to lift this giant metal tube into the sky with hundreds of people on it. And in order to kind of get that lift, like, do you know how much jet fuel you're burning? I mean, a lot, I guess. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know the specifics. Yeah, I'm not an engineer. Like, I don't know any of that stuff. But I got to imagine that the amount of fuel just to kind of get off the starting line there and to get this massive aircraft into the air is so much more than an aircraft that's kind of already in motion, right? Already in flight, flying through the air at 30,000 30, feet. So just know too that that is the hardest part. And so if you have been wary of starting because it is a big lift, we've tried in previous episodes to help people see how easy it can be. But we realize that even though it's an easy button to click, it's a harder thing to move in your mind, to move that boulder of saying, you know what, I can do this and I need to do this. And this is actually going to be beneficial for me. I, I think having that illustration of, of an airline in your head, it's like, boom, I need to get my wheels down. I need to get moved away from the gate and I need to start going. Let's go ahead and dive now into the reasons that front-loading the sacrifice is so important. Doc G touched on several of these. He kind of said that they're maybe self-evident, but we like to pick things apart. So let's dive into it. So the first thing he mentioned was compounding interest. Uh, We've touched on this before, but we all know that the earlier you get investing, the better. Like the money you have invested earns money. And then that additional money that you didn't deposit and that you didn't save, that earns money. And then it continues to roll over on itself. That's compounding interest. Yeah, it's pretty magical, right? (laughs) Yeah. And so an example we've given before is imagine that you're saving $2,400 a year. Depending on your situation, like that might be a lot of money. But let's just say you're doing it. You're doing that every year from the age of 25 to 45. So a total of 20 years, you've invested a total of $48,000. But then imagine that you stop like completely. And then you let it grow for the next 20 years from 45 to 65. At the age of 65, there's a good chance you're going to have over $1 million. Let me say that again. You've only invested $48,000. And over time, you've been able to convert that to over $1 million. That is the power of compounding interest. Yeah, Matt. Compounding interest is a beautiful thing, but compounding losses are kind of the exact opposite, right? And so payments on loans that you have and interest on credit card debt also cost you in a major way. We just talked about student loans and federal student loans don't work on a compounding interest level, but private student loans typically do. And so the longer you have debt out there, the more it's going to grow and hurt you. So that's why Doc G mentioned prioritizing debt payoff. And I think debt payoff is a crucial part of the equation. In order to reach financial independence, you need to not only do your best to front load your investments as much as possible, but you also need to do your best at front loading your cash towards debt payoff and especially paying off those super high interest rate debts as quickly as possible. That's right. And we've talked about real estate plenty of times. And real estate's a great investment. And a lot of times, you and I, we both have mortgages on multiple investment properties. That's an example of good debt, as we would define it. 
But yeah, it's like debt because of an investment. Not, that's, that's making money. Right? Exactly. Not debt because of lifestyle inflation. Lifestyle and consumption. And those are the times that you need to be especially wary uh, anytime you're financing lifestyle specifically. And we realize some of those things like student loans, not really in that lifestyle equation, but it is in... Yeah, student loans are kind of like in the gray area. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, <laughs> it's just one, a weird thing. And we had a couple episodes on that recently. If you need help with your student loans, go back and check those out. But to break it down, I feel like the more that you can put into investments early on and into paying off those higher interest rate debts... I mean, the earlier, the better, the sooner, the better. Kicking debts to the curb earlier and, and not having them linger in your life. I mean, that's just going to have massive impacts for you further on down the road. Yeah. And something else Doc G mentioned is how not only does your interest compound and your losses compound, but your experience compounds as well. And he said that when you can take the education and the skills with you, you mature professionally in your career. These are skills that are going to serve you and uh, your personal finances for the rest of your life. One of the things I realized, man, is that it's not just the head knowledge that you gain, but also that experience. The habits that you form now will make it easier in the future. I know for me, I'm kind of a creature of habit. And I know that if I didn't have the best money handling habits uh, starting at a young age, I think it'd be really, really hard for me to flip the switch and all of a sudden say, cool, now I'm going to start investing 10% of every check I make. And I'm going to slash all my spending in half because I'm going to become financially independent. That's just not how I work. Uh, for me, once I do something for a long time, it's, it's really hard for me to break out of that. And so I think that applies here as well. Like when you have that experience, when you have those habits formed from an early age, those are literal skills you can take with you and you can continue on that path. And the fact is, it's going to be easier for you as you get older, as you make advances in your career, as you start earning more money, that you're doing smart and awesome things with your money. Yeah, Matt, I think when we're talking about experience or skills, the earlier in our lives that we start to implement those things, the better. And so let's say you're a school teacher taking a certification to teach gifted courses or maybe getting your master's degree a little bit earlier. It's going to lead to a, a much higher rate of pay earlier on. And you're going to be getting paid more throughout the years. And not only are you going to be getting paid more, for a lot of teachers, you're going to ultimately, that's going to result in a higher pension in retirement, right? And so by getting that skill earlier on in your career, it's just going to have these like ripple effects that last for quite a while. And if we're talking about just gaining a skill, let's take the skill of reading, for example. I think I read a stat at one point, Matt, most Americans don't read one whole book for their entirety of their life once they graduate from high school. That It's, it's just kind of crazy. That, what? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, oh, that's crazy. I, I want to say it's like 80 or 90% of Americans don't ever read a whole book in its entirety. It's kind of crazy. So if you can develop just a skill of reading five, six, eight books a year, something like that, you know, start light, but find a skill in your life that's going to help you build a knowledge base, maybe a skill that's going to help you in your career. And the earlier that you can do that, those skills that you can build on kind of earlier in your life to help turn you into a lifelong learner and potential skills that will help you in your day job now, make you more well-rounded, make you more likely to get a promotion. That sort of experience, that skill set compounds on itself. Hopefully it leads to you being kind of more well-rounded as a person, but also it can lead to higher earnings and just earning a little bit more can make all the difference sometimes in trying to reach a goal like Phi. And so all these things that Doc G is mentioning are things that you can do at any age, whether you're fresh out of school or if you're older in your 40s and 50s. You want to invest now. You want to cut that unnecessary spending. But again, like you said, Joel, the sooner you get started, the better. Yeah, Matt, there was a Chinese proverb that I read that says that the, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. <laughs> and the second best time to plant a tree is today. Yeah. And so you can't go back. Is it a proverb or a fortune cookie? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It might have been both. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I just think that's so profound, right? And when you're thinking, uh, it's so easy that like, let's say you're listening to this podcast and you are in your 40s or 50s and you're thinking, oh, I totally screwed up and I can't do it. I, th I think you have to kind of take that to heart. You have to realize that you can't go back in time. You can't fix mistakes that were made in the past. But what you can do is you can plant that seed today and you can get the ball rolling. You can get your plane in the air and you can start front loading the sacrifice. Whatever that means for you today is what you need to do. Yeah, Joel, I completely agree with that. And then so after the break, we're going to talk about some tips, specifically if you're younger. And we're also going to talk about our thoughts on YOLO. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. 
They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week yeah, at the we beach. Do. Every single summer, we've already got that trip to St. Simon's on the calendar. Pump for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host, or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house. Or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch. They make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. All right, Matt, this part of the show is for the youngsters out there, like that 14-year-old we mentioned that wrote into us. Uh, and if you don't have any kids, it's time to aggressively get after it. You have fewer responsibilities in general pre-kids and you know what maybe you don't want kids at all that's totally cool but if you do want kids and, and you don't have any yet if you're single or a, a young married couple whatever it is you don't think you have as much time as you do but in reality pre-kid life is going to be the the most time the most spare time that you have to be able to invest in uh, learning that skill right that we just mentioned or gaining some experience moving up the ladder in your job and even just upping the percentage of your paycheck that comes out into your 401k or 457b yeah, man. When, when you're young, like now is the time because you have time. And that's not to say that what you're working on right now when you're younger isn't important. But the fact is, is life just gets busier if you add kids to the equation or if you add additional responsibilities. There's just less time to put towards financial independence or whatever your goals might be. And Joel, I know when I was in my 20s, I thought that 
this is probably as busy as my life is going to get. <laughs> but fact is, like when you add kids to the mix, when you add additional responsibilities, life does just get busier. And even if you're not going to have kids, you have parents that are getting older, you have different family obligations. There's things in your community, uh, schools and organizations that you believe in that you're volunteering. And that's okay. And like, that's great, honestly, because you're aligning yourself with things that you believe in and doing things in a way that you feel will help you to live a better life. All I'm saying though, is that you're going to have less time to do that hard work. And it's much easier to do that hard work when you're younger. Yeah, essentially, you're kind of laying this foundation, right? And if you put together a really solid foundation for a house, it just becomes so much easier to build the house. And if you put together kind of a crummy, haphazard, uh, not well-planned out foundation, the house is going to be misshapen. It's going to be much harder to build the house. The angles are going to be off. It's just going to be difficult to produce. So at the same time, for, for young people, building this foundation for the rest of their lives, it's really important to kind of get started in building those skills, the experiences, and starting to actually put money aside for the future now. That is front-loading the sacrifice. The other thing, Matt, is that you have more energy uh, at a young age. And so you know, we're in our mid thirties. Our energy is a little more sapped kind of by the other things that we have going on. I just look back to my early twenties and the, the amount of energy that I had to tackle the things before me, I was totally willing to work weekends, nights, whatever it was. And now I just don't have that willingness and I don't have the energy to, to make that happen. And so if you are younger, just realize that your energy level isn't going to stay the same for forever. I'm not saying that like we're old dudes and we're tapped out Matt, but, uh, but there is an element to which we just don't have as much energy to produce as much as we did earlier on. And that's another checkbox in, in favor of kind of front loading some of that sacrifice in order to kind of reap some of those benefits down the road. Yeah, Joel, you know what you mentioned, you mentioned willingness to, to do that work. And honestly, I feel like for me, it's more of the willingness versus the actual physical energy. Like honestly, right now, I feel like I'm in better shape than I was in my 20s. Like I, I really do think I might have more energy like my body hurts a little more. Like I have to stretch more because <laughs> I'm getting older. But for me, it's a mental energy. I don't have the same bandwidth that I had when I was in my 20s. Again, because of these additional responsibilities. There's things that I'm required to think about, like my family and my kids, and that I love to think about. It's not like it's just a requirement. But there are things that take energy. And for me, I guess, yeah, maybe it's just more of that mental energy. So that's all great advice for when you're younger to aggressively get after it before you have kids to not underestimate the fact that your energy is going to lessen over time and that you're just not going to have as much time to dedicate to building that foundation uh, as you grow older. But what does this mean if you already have kids or meaningful responsibilities in your life? And I love what Doc G said. He said, YOLO is a no-no. And that's because you want to be able to face new stages of life prepared and able to enjoy them. Well, Joel, yeah, I think that's the, like, that's the key question here is like, what does this mean for you if you do already have kids and other stuff going on? Personally, like I have a family with young kids and I'm already at that stage of life. And while I have made some smart financial decisions in my life, I'm not financially independent. My plan is to continue to be smart with my money now, but my goal isn't to go at it with everything I've got. Like I'm not trying to achieve financial independence. Uh, I'm not trying to re achieve retirement at a super young age. And I think especially when you have kids, like you have to take that balanced approach. I know Doc G, he has kids and I think he would say the same thing. Like once you have kids on the scene, once you have these additional responsibilities, you still can work towards your goals. You can still work towards financial independence or to travel more or whatever it is that you're going after. It's just a lot harder and it's going to take a little bit longer, but it's still totally doable. Like even you and I doing this podcast, like this is something we enjoy. We're both, we have lots of responsibilities, but this is something that we love to do and it's totally worth it for us to, to put forth the effort and try to create something that we love. Yeah, Matt. And what I think Doc G was getting at, Matt, with the with the YOLO comment, I think, I mean, I think obviously if you look at look up the hashtag on Instagram, you'd probably see a lot of people doing some crazy stuff with their money, blowing it in all sorts of different ways, completely sacrificing the future for the present. And that can be a mistake, especially that one makes in, in their youth. And so I think if you're listening to this podcast and you're young, first off, kudos to you because that's rare. You're in, you're, you're in rare territory just listening to a podcast giving financial advice and realizing the fact that a little bit of pushing that marshmallow down the road, not buying into the yellow mentality and stacking up possessions and expensive experiences today because you only live once, realizing that like Doc G said, every new stage of life is going to bring new and interesting things and exciting things along the way with it. I think that just makes the idea of delayed gratification that much easier.
Yeah, the YOLO hashtag. I feel like it definitely involves a lot more bling, a lot more shiny and fancy cocktails. <laughs> Maybe going to like the fire festival uh, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, at the same time, though, like even when it comes to parenting, I think you can overdo it when it comes to if you kind of go into it with more of that YOLO mindset. Right. And I'm not at all advocating that you're broke by the time your kids go off to college. All right. We have the best 18 years of our lives, but now we're broke and we don't have any money to save towards retirement at all. You can overdo it, whether you're living that young 20s single lifestyle or even as a parent. I think there's a lot of different ways that you can overspend and have YOLO as that excuse. Yeah, Matt, I feel like on the note of parenting too, once you kind of enter that phase of life, you are willing to kind of step back in the amount of work that you're willing to take on. You're willing to make sacrifices in order to enjoy time with your kids, with your family. That doesn't always have to, like you said, mean just a lot of expense. It doesn't have to mean spending a lot of money. And so there's a way to pursue the things in life that are meaningful, like relationships, community, family, in a way that allows you to still prioritize saving and investing. The most important things in life usually don't cost much money. Usually what it means is working a little bit less and being a little more intentional. And I think that's okay, right? That's okay. But that YOLO lifestyle is just kind of antithetical to what we're trying to achieve. And it's definitely going to prevent you from achieving some of those ultimate goals that you do want to achieve. So we're going to talk about our thoughts on this beer, but man, let's first talk about our final thoughts from this episode. And Doc G, he says that money that you make as a young person, it's going to be that fuel for your flight, that jet fuel. However, keep in mind that this doesn't mean that you have to make all of your money early in your career. Like you don't have to make tons of money. Like This isn't the money that you'll be retiring on. The majority of the money that you retire on is going to be the fruit of the money that you're investing now. It's going to be essentially like the grand, grand, grandchildren money of the money that you're investing now. And so I don't want people to hear this and think like jet fuel, oh, I've got to stock up. Like this is the only chance I have to actually save any money. What you do need to make sure that you're doing now is taking that money that you are earning and get that ball rolling by investing it. Yeah. You got to get started at least, right? That can be the hardest part. And it's also really important to use kind of frugality to help you. It's not necessary to have a huge income in order to get started. And Matt, a big income also isn't necessary in order to kind of reach some of these goals. There are countless examples of people striving after financial independence that make reasonable salaries. And someone uh, earning a reasonable salary can use the tenets of frugality in order to kind of help them on their path. Essentially growing that gap between what you earn and what goes out and then investing the rest, right? And then you start that compound interest train going and you're also kind of cutting out those unnecessary expenses. You're not accruing debt and paying interest for lifestyle purchases. And in the same way that compounding interest is a massive benefit to you over the decades, well, compounding losses, paying high interest rates for debt that you accrue for lifestyle purchases, that's going to have the opposite effect. But I think the most beautiful thing about this topic is that you can start front-loading the sacrifice now. No matter what age you are, if you're 18 or if you're 52, you can start front-loading the sacrifice now. Start by identifying that goal, keep on it with laser-like focus, and that little bit of extra effort now is going to mean a much smoother ride for you in the future. Awesome, Joel. Let's go ahead and take it now back to the beer. A huge thanks again to Leo out uh, with Spindle Tap Brewery for sending us a bunch of beers. We are drinking Aggressive Editions IPA. And I'll kick this one off, man. I really, really like this beer. This was fantastic. This was a hazy, hoppy IPA. And specifically, some of the flavors I picked up on it were a funky blue cheese-like hop flavor. And I've gotten confirmation from other guys that are into beer that they taste the same sort of profile. You know what I'm talking about? I do. I kind of love like an IPA that's like hoppy, so hoppy that it's got that funk level addition, yes. the aftertaste that goes on your tongue. It's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. So blue cheese is the best way to describe it, where it's like this sharpness. Which sounds weird. It yeah. Sounds, it sounds yeah. really weird to say. And I think <laughs> most people listening who haven't tasted a beer like that, they're going to say, that's weird. Why do those guys drink beers like that? That sounds disgusting. Why are you <laughs> drinking blue cheese? But yeah, it's not quite to that funk level, but it's just this just enough sharpness that you get with a dry blue cheese like that. Kind of weird description, but a very delicious beer. Joel, your thoughts? I don't have any like fancy descriptors or anything like that, Matt, for this one. I, I just thought it was really, really good. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would drink aggressive additions, this beer, probably every day of the week. It was, like it was the super new, solid. Yeah, the new definition of a good beer. Yeah. This beer right here. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So big thanks to, to Leo from Spindle Tap Brewery sending this out to us. Man, we really appreciate it. Thanks, Leo. And so, Joel, that's going to be it for this episode. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll have some show notes up on the website at howtomoney.com. And we'll throw some links up there as well if you want to check out some more stuff by Doc G. And a quick reminder that Doc G co-hosts a podcast called What's Up Next, and it's a roundtable discussion of 
topics related to financial independence. Man, he does a really good job leading the conversation, having on interesting voices. So I thoroughly enjoy his podcast. And I think if you care about money, it's worth checking out for sure. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. And if you like this episode and you found it helpful, we would appreciate your review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button while you're there. And if you think Matt and I have room for improvement, head on over to howtomoney.com slash do better. We'd love your feedback there as well. All right, Joel. So until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.